1: I mean, if you have a gas car that's really chugging out emissions, maybe it's time. <laughs> maybe it's time. But if you have a fuel efficient car, run it till it, you know, the end and, and then get yourself a greener car up your game every time.
0: What are some things we need to know about electric cars and the future of renewable energy? What does it take to scale our audience size into the millions so that we can inspire and engage with more people with our work? That's just the tip of the iceberg of what you'll hear today. If you're not already signed up to our weekly newsletter with highlights from the podcast, you can do so at greendreamer.com. By doing so, you'll also automatically be entered to win our monthly eco giveaways. I'll share more information on that in our upcoming email. So don't miss out. That's greendreamer.com to sign up. And now to our episode. Let's dive in. Our guest today is an electric car expert and green living guru known as the green living guy. He's worked for the state of New York to become a green expert and has worked on everything from LED green lighting, indoor air quality to alternative fueled vehicles. He's written a range of green guru guides and has a massive social media reach of over 10 million from all of his work online combined. I always learn a lot from him for following his blog and social media and think that you're going to learn a lot from him today as well. Green Dreamer, starting with what inspired his passion for the environment, here's Seth Lightman.
1: Wow. Uh, it started kind of in college, but then when I got into grad school, we did a program during our orientation where we... Each became countries, and we had to figure out what was the best path toward sustainable healthcare, sustainable energy, sustainable economy, growth rates, and all that kind of stuff. And we won. And when we talked about it, they said, How are you going to do it? So you start getting into it, and the more you start thinking about it, the more you're like, Well, we got to do wind, we got to do solar, where are we going to do it? <laughs> going to do solo. You have to do title work and you have to get, you know, all this. So you start thinking about it. Um, and at that point it was just, it just evolved, uh, and grew to where I am today. And it, 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 another way it really connected with me was when I was in a class once and we were talking about how to save, provide, power to impoverished areas of Brazil, for example. Mm -hmm. And we're talking and debating it. And the teacher just turned off the light. Uh. Said, Okay. Now you're, now you're at least with the same type of energy that your person that you're dealing with does, what are you going to do? So that was the second wake up call. And, uh, also the types of things that we were pumping or doing, uh, or like the world bank and the IMF were promoting for, Energy projects back then were coal, were uh, hydroelectric in the worst areas. There was even uh, a, a, something that got defeated. They were going to put hydroelectric in the middle of the Amazon, and mm-hmm. look at how bad the Amazon is today. And it's the lungs of, it's supposed to be the lungs of the Earth, and it's got definitely needs some more trees there. So, you know, you start putting all of that together with also providing energy.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like your curiosity just kept taking you further to see how complex it all is.
1: It's excessively complex uh, and how to manage it all. So I got my master's in public administration, and then I worked for uh, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority doing buses. We put the first hybrid transit buses on the road in Manhattan. Back then, we pushed the first green building tax credit that occurred in the state of New York. So we're talking the late 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more I got into alternative fuel vehicles, the more I realized electric was the way, especially with solar. That led me to work then for the New York Power Authority, where I did a program in electric cars there. All of that is on my website at greenlivingguy.com. But we did the first electric station car program in North America with Ford Motor Company back then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, well, if those have seen the movie Who Killed the Electric Car. The car companies tried to uh, and were successful in delaying the implementation of car, you know, these electric cars on the streets. But now, you know, we have great things like Tesla that are just pushing the envelope consistently.
0: Yeah. So you worked with the New York State. And then how did you come to become a blogger behind GreenLivingGuy.com?
1: Sure. Well, let's see. After I left the state, uh, I ran a couple of businesses when I closed and then one, I kept open, but at the same time, I wanted to kind of document everything that was going on. So I opened up a simple blogger site back then and it just grew and grew and grew since '06, mm. And it just took off in the sense of people were wanting and have this desire to learn more about great green living opportunities.
0: Yeah. So that's something to be hopeful about. People are hungry for this information.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm starting to, you know, I finally added on my website, for example, a way to register, just to register or subscribe to the site. And the amount of, of people I'm getting on a daily basis is just astounding.
0: That's amazing. And today, your daily social media reach is over 10 million combined. I mean, that's massive. So, it's just, yeah. you know, you're able to inspire this many people. And that's amazing. Um, what's been your greatest personal struggle, though, over these years growing your platforms?
1: One of the hardest things that I remember was the balance between how much you're willing to get per job uh, or per post or per sponsored post or or for work that you do versus Putting out the content and focusing on that and getting that done and generating a business strong enough that when you send a, a, a pitch to a, a company, they now listen. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest struggle going through that, that dredging, right. Getting the content out there, pushing it out, believing in what I was doing nonstop, just what I'm doing makes sense. Uh, going to these events, learning that my reach at the beginning was a million. I almost was like, excuse me. They're like, you don't realize that if you're at this conference, you at least have to have a reach of a million. Wow. I was like, oh, (laughs) news to me,
0: right? (laughs) So so what did you learn you needed to do to balance these two things? So to just keep going forward versus to have the financial support to help
1: you keep going? Sure. Well, I've, I've... I've taken on some consulting roles. I have a, even though Green Living Guy Productions is one company, I also have a a LLC for consulting. So I do government consulting on the side. And that's been very helpful Mm -hmm. to keeping the lights on, as they say.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you could keep going forward with your blog and to grow it into what it is today.
1: I mean, look, there were some consulting jobs I had that were fantastic during the economic downturn Mm -hmm. and they came just at the right time. So everything really depends on um, just patience, persistence, and I guess one other thing, too, that I've noticed in this this space is there's a lot of people that come and then go. I listened once in an interview of Bill Murray, and they asked him, how did you – At these times, you know, he's always in films. You always see him in a film here, a film there, a film everywhere. And they just, regardless of of his craziness, which we all love, he always, he's present. So it's that, that concept of just keep showing up and be an expert. Don't portend to be an expert. Be an expert in your space. Whatever green space that is, whatever it is diversify yourself, but find one thing in particular that you are an expert in and focus on it. And then from there, everything else becomes um, obvious. Everybody's time is so precious. So I'm trying to give people the best pictures, the best reading, the best stories I can when I pump something out so that I'm going to get readership.
0: So what do you think has been the key to Green Living Guy really taking off and becoming an authority in this space?
1: Besides my work and experience in previous life, you know, working for the state doing this stuff and my being an author of uh, or co-editor or whatever with McGraw-Hill on the Green Guru Guides and promoting all that and being upfront about, my, about what I've done, uh, content – when Rupert Murdoch said content was, is, is cash, uh, it is. So the more you put out there that is uh, quality, that's uh, also readable and SEO friendly, I believe is a very special combination. It sounds simple, right? You know, I'm saying things that sound straightforward and simple, but. Practicing it on a daily basis sometimes is very difficult. You never know what you're going to get from some people. Whereas some people, they're always consistent on brand, on note, on point. There's no question. And you're going to keep going back to that person because you know what you're going to get. I, I just get concerned in this space about people just using one thing or another to make themselves stand. I, I don't know how to explain it, but um, there's a, a a way in which you show yourself to the public, I guess, in this space. And if uh, there's one thing about being genuine and there's another thing about being showy and genuine. And I think just coming out there and being true to yourself and not trying to do more than just give the facts in a really exciting way for the the reader mm-hmm. so they want to read it works seems to be working more at least for me you know uh, i also suggest people believe it or not get onto linkedin having people connect there not just facebook and not just twitter but use linkedin uh i'll admit it's part of my special sauce <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I definitely have to update my profile. (laughs) Um,
1: There are some groups there. For example, I can post one story to three groups and I'll have reached three quarters of a million people. Wow. Just like that. Whereas in Facebook, it's a little bit more difficult to do that.
0: For sure. Well, I'd love to go a little bit into your insights on electric cars. What's something you feel like most people don't know about electric cars or green transportation that we should know?
1: If we're looking at a car versus an electric car, I think people need to take a step back and understand uh, what I'm starting to see now in first generation Toyota Priuses or is it pre I I don't know what they call it but uh I know people that are getting 300 plus thousand miles on a battery pack so when you think that the car is only going to do 125,000 miles you're kidding yourself it's a whole new paradigm also the idea that just electric cars have uh some limited speeds and stuff like that. I suggest you all get yourself into and test drive a Tesla. Even if you don't buy one, inevitably, get in one and Mm -hmm. test drive it and feel what it's like when you have 100% torque, when you step on the pedal, when you have the most amazing speed and range and you learn what an electric vehicle can be like. Those are two of the biggest things I do because I want more people to sit in the car because the more they test drive, more people that test drive, the more they'll be convinced. But if they don't want an electric car, the reason why I brought up the Toyota Prius is those cars last longer than a regular car.
0: Yeah, I heard somewhere that because of how much energy and materials are used in building new cars, sometimes just driving an existing car that runs on gas can have less of an impact than buying a new electric car. How true is that?
1: Well, it all depends on how much you want to pay for maintenance and everything like that. But the idea of not running a car down to its full life is something that I... Don't encourage uh, – when I use the life – when, I, I, have, when I, I own cars. When I get cars, I try and buy them. And uh, the last car that I just got rid of was a Honda Civic, and it had 130,000 miles on it. And now I have a, a Lexus hybrid that I will keep. And after I get my Tesla, <laughs> yes. uh, I'll be giving it to my son who's at the University of Buffalo. Because it's one of the only Lexuses that's all-wheel drive.
0: So it is important to make as much use as possible out of our cars, whether or not they're conventional fuel versus hybrid versus electric.
1: If you have a hybrid, you'll be surprised how long you could run that car. Run that car all the way to the end. And if if it gets to the point where you can't maintain it, then go get yourself another car. Mm -hmm. But um, the idea of just getting a new car because it's greener is better. I mean, if you have a gas car that's really chugging out emissions, maybe it's time. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's time. But if you have a fuel efficient car, run it till it, you know, the end and, and then get yourself a greener car. Always, I I always tell people, because people are so reluctant to get an electric car first, right, is up your game every time. For sure. So if you have a gas car, get a hybrid. If you have a hybrid, get a plug-in hybrid. Or if you want to just go all in, like Texas Hold'em, get that electric, (laughs) right? But most people don't do that. So I say just up your game.
0: For sure. We will keep upping our game. And- In terms of green energy, what do you think is our biggest roadblock today to transitioning into renewables at a global scale?
1: Well, let's start with the national scale. The national scale issue seems to be right now that people, the market is concerned, meaning you and I, people that want to buy this stuff, right? Um, We're concerned that these tariffs are actually doing something. And they really aren't, because most of the big, good, reliable solar energy companies purchased enough in advance that it did not affect price. I'm getting the same uh, tomorrow morning. I'm getting Tesla solar put on my roof. I can tell you it did not cost me more today than it did. It would have three months ago. So the, the costs are really inexpensive. I think the other thing people need to realize, and this is a lot of Americans out there too, is that there's these these amazing tax laws. If you have a small business in your house and you write off, like most Americans do, a percentage of their house for their mortgage and all that stuff when they do their small business, right? Um, well, When you make a capital improvement to your small business, you get really great benefits like money back from the government during tax season, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: more than you know. So uh, what we're going to do, I'm promising to your audience right now, is is we'll have other interviews, right? But come April, during the tax season, I'm going to tell everybody how much money might solar job was and how much I got back from the federal government. You get a lot back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, so you know. do you think the roadblock is like people's in- initial hesitation thinking that it's more expensive?
1: It's perception. Yeah. It's Perception is nine tenths of reality and that people just think they can't afford it.
0: When you actually save from it.
1: You, you absolutely w- make more money than you do, than you invest. My real estate broker, when the rebates were great, um, but it still doesn't matter because I'm still getting uh, benefits from the taxes and everything like that and from the federal government and from the state, he's going to be saving over the life of it, which was a 20 year estimate about forty thousand dollars, which he spent on energy and and that was and it goes up every year when the cost of electricity goes up too. Mm-hmm. The other thing I would recommend for people to do, which is a little bit more, but again, with the tax, people have to really talk to somebody who knows about this. But if you do an investment in your small business, you get benefits from the – you get tax benefits from the federal government. So ask your accountant about that. OK. The other one is I'm also on reserve for a power wall, two power walls. So I'll be able – and I just love saying this. I'll be able, like, once I get my two power walls, to flick off the grid. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, awesome. For 10 days continuous. Wow. And then I can turn it back on. And guess what repowers the batteries? The The solar solar? going on the roof tomorrow. Amazing. Oh, isn't it awesome? Like, yeah. So that's going to even save me more money when I'm – using it so that i can get that model s model x or three that i want to get
0: (laughs) for sure so we also have to just keep implementing these changes and then showing to other people around us that it's it's this perception is wrong and that we can actually save from going towards
1: renewables yeah you have to you know it's funny um in my area where i live in a more relatively conservative area than i than than others And I see more Model 3s on the road than you can imagine. (laughs) I see more people going to health food stores than you would imagine from the town, from this area. So um, people like to vote sometimes with their wallets too and not just their voice, right? So if people get it, they get it. I had one person who got a Model X, and they're not a car person, right? And I said, "So, what do you think your Model X?" And they said, "Seth, let me tell you, I've never been a car person all my life, but when I got that Tesla, (laughs) everything changed. (laughs) The whole world changed around me." And they—they also eat healthy. You know, you have to eat healthy. You have to take care of yourself. The more healthy you become, the more uh, it'll show on you as a person, on your body, on your hair. Uh, unless you're bald like me, uh, you know, um, you know, but, uh, my health is great. The more I do stuff that I'm doing, and I'm also on a vitamin regimen too. if People want to ask me about that in the future. <laughs> uh, I'm on a vitamin regimen as well. And, uh, to be honest with you, I've had the best blood results in the past 20, than I've had in 25 years by going organic more and more by eating right, by just do, and by exercising too and working out. Right. You know? Just by doing simple things yeah. for myself.
0: So it sounds like people people don't have to be vocal about like being a sustainability freak. But at the nope. end of the day, when we have high quality products that perform well, like Tesla, but that also are green or delicious uh, and nutritious organic food that just tastes good, like people don't have to outwardly champion it. But when we have these things, like people support it with their wallets
1: in my supermarket now seventh generation competes with the regular tide on um, price because people bought it in droves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can vote more. You could do more with your wallet than people imagine. And it, 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 it <laughs> there was one, this health food store that's by right down the hill for me, literally right down the hill for me. Um, it's called Mrs. Greens and they're, Got bought out by a company in Canada, and they closed a lot of stores in this area, but they did not close the one in, in, by me because people go and buy, and they buy in droves. They buy that food versus buying going to the regular deli. So you, by doing that, you make your own choices. You're making better choices for yourself, and you're making better choices for the economy. Look at birds, bees. Who doesn't want to get Burt's Bees, right? I mean, why? Why not? I mean, it's, it's a good, decent, quality product. Who doesn't go out there and buy method? Who out there doesn't go buy things that are quality that people use? We used to remember, you know, when um, back in the – we used to have the spray that you would spray in the shower, the daily one, but it was all toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm doing bamboo method. So when the the shower smells, I'm spraying bamboo into my shower. (laughs) Bad is that. Right? I mean, think about our choices now. All these different product choices that we have that we never we didn't have before. And it's because we're the ones going out there and buying and making these decisions. For sure. It's great. So
0: on a day-to-day basis, every time we buy something that's more eco-friendly, it might be hard to feel the direct impact of that, but you are seeing this trend happening.
1: Oh, totally. Oh, my gosh. The more you – the more the it, – it's really as simple, and I hate to put it, as economics. Mm-hmm. The more people buy a certain product, the more the market the, – the, the companies will produce that product. And the more than that you not just buy that product, but buy it in droves and buy it in multiple places, then people, then those stores start competing with each other on price and prices come down. So you don't have to go to the whole the health food store to get the seventh generation laundry detergent. You can go to the supermarket and it will be cheaper there. These are small examples of, of things that people can do. I'm even seeing... Like in my stop and shop, which is my local gro- uh, grocery store, you know, they have their own line of organic fruits and vegetables. It might be a little bit more, but you can tell the t- difference in the taste. And everybody that, that eats an organic thing or another knows there's a difference in taste and, and, and feeling full or like satisfied by that fruit or vegetable. Uh, there's just such a difference Sure. Than, than buying something that's uh, number four, when you look at the stickers on the on the fruits and veggies, and it starts off with four, right? Who wants that when you get number nine, <laughs> right? Number nine is what's organic. So um, if people start buying it more and more and more and more, the companies will listen to you. They, they, you have more of a vote with your dollar than you do sometimes in Congress. <laughs> <I like laughs> to say. And It's true, as we've seen our lovely Congress as of late. So uh, I digress. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. So keep voting with our dollars and we are making a difference. So that's super exciting. And coming back to you, what's something that you're working on or what's an upcoming project for you that we can look forward to and support?
1: Wow. Uh, We probably have a million projects going on. (laughs) There's a, a lot working on I'm working on, uh, besides, you know, this drive electric Hudson Valley program and stuff like that. But, um, expect in the future, possibly, uh, my own line of merch, <laughs> <laughs> like organic, right? Organic or a hundred percent eco-friendly, and it will be quality products. And, uh, there's some other things I'm working on with that. Stay tuned. And let's just say that, um, being a New Yorker, and my dad was always uh, uh, a lover of music, and my actually my son just went to college for music, but um, don't be surprised if you see me wanting to work more with people in the music industry to get the word out.
0: Amazing. Uh, this is all super exciting. Where can we go to follow your work online and on social media?
1: Yeah, well, okay, my website is greenlivingguy.com. On social media, you can either go for Twitter to Green Living Guy or my name, Seth underscore Lightman. I'm verified there. You can go onto Facebook and you'll find me there as either my page, The Green Living Guy. Um, my profile is fully subscribed at this point. So I just tell people to follow my uh, my page, my uh, professional page. Uh, LinkedIn is... Seth Lightman. Uh, So either you can find me on Green Living Guy or Seth Lightman. If you go on the internet and you search, you'll find all my channels, all my social media channels as well. They're everywhere. (laughs) I try.
0: So, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll likely already know that I'm in the process of making 2019 eco-planners for you. It is my first time doing this, so I'm learning as I go. Uh, So far, I know that I'll be including all of our major Environmental Awareness Days in the calendars, in addition to the normal holidays. Hopefully, this can help us stay on top of our game in terms of starting conversations and participating in these Awareness Days next year, so I'm really excited about that. I'm also still brainstorming ideas and finalizing the cover designs, so if there's anything else you'd like to see in your ideal planner, make sure to let me know through a direct message on Instagram, at kamea Shane, because I really want for this to be a practical and helpful tool for you if you do use physical planners and would be interested. Thank you in advance for your input, I look forward to learning from you, and for now, to our final five, let's power through. What's an uplifting social media account or publication you follow? Tree hugger. Uh, what do you tell yourself to stay inspired?
1: Uh, the T-shirt "Life is good." When in doubt.
0: <laughs> um, what's one thing you do for your health, either daily or weekly?
1: Treadmill at least five miles a, uh, a day, mm-hmm. three times a week. But I'm trying. I'm trying to get up to three times a week, but right now I'm only uh, two. I admit it.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I'm working on it too. Um, yeah. what's something we can do for our planet's health this week?
1: Besides recycling and, and uh, not using straws, um, go and buy some methane.
0: <laughs> and what makes you most hopeful for our planet right now?
1: People like you, I'm not going to lie. I love seeing more and more people that, uh, are joining the movement, but joining it with, with a good heart and a good space. And that's what excites me. You know, I don't do these interviews a lot. Uh, I'm I'm so
0: honored. Thank you. (laughs)
1: Yeah. No, my pleasure. It was my, it's my pleasure because (laughs) I I believe in what the way in which you're trying to get the word out. And, uh, you know, when I see that, I support that when, uh, and, and that's what makes me happy when I, when I feel that, that right energy, I guess, as I put it, Um, When I feel that good energy, when I look at something or I read something or I hear somebody say something, that is more encouraging to me uh, about the future than than anything. And I also love just seeing the fact that there are more electric cars and more health choices like organic and people actually talking about it, even though there might be Monsanto in the United States, (laughs) at least people are talking about it more and caring about things more than uh they wanted uh and i will leave you with this i'll leave with this if you're a regular family and you don't know what to do and you got a backyard plant a tree
0: (laughs) (laughs) and what final words of wisdom do you have for us as green dreamers
1: as i always tell people and i used to tell people my own radio show one small step at a time don't try and kill yourself on this stuff, okay? And don't and don't be um, – if you're not vegan but you want to go and try more vegan things, do it. But don't be uh, – there's a lot of noise of you have to go all in or nothing. Take that one small step. Take that one small step because each step in front of the other is better than you were the day before, right? You know? that's that's what I try and do uh nobody's perfect and nobody's you know even Ed Begley jr started with insulation and from insulation he went then to solar and from solar he went then to an electric car nobody's nobody's going to just go all in so take one small step at a time
0: take one small step at a time green dreamer thank you so much for tuning in you can find the two tweetable key takeaways from this interview as well as links and resources at greendreamer.com 68 for episode 68 you can reach me with feedback on how i can improve the show for you through the website's contact page and again you can follow me on instagram at kamea shane that's k-a-m-e-a-c-h-a-y-n-e and finally just remember now more than ever